0: Welcome everyone to episode 10 of AbbeyCast. Today our guest is Heather Makowitz. We're very grateful to have Heather in the studio with us today here at Delsford Abbey. And uh, before uh, I let Heather introduce herself, I'll say that I met Heather on the phone Um, we connected through Facebook. I knew she did a lot here at the Abbey, especially with youth programs and uh, her call was like cutting out and she's like, Oh, I'm in the mountains of Colorado, What? what, what? And she was doing a a development program for spiritual direction up there, right? Yes. So that's a perfect segue into Heather's ministry, which is Peak Counter Ministries. And at this point I'm going to let Heather introduce her ministry and the great work she does.
1: Sure, thank you so much, Andrew, and it's wonderful to be back here at the Abbey. It's really, I consider the Abbey one of my uh, very earliest home bases in um, my faith formation. This is where my spiritual director um, does her ministry with me. I've, I've had the same director now for about 15 years, and um, Abbot Dominic Rossi was our uh, pastor for at St. Norbert Parish for a decade Tremendously influential for us and, uh, you know, love the the priests and the brothers here. They've really helped to form me in many ways. So it's good to be back. Um, so, yeah, so it was wonderful to meet Andrew, you know, on the phone, just knowing that, again, he's pretty much a young adult in my eyes. Sure. <laughs> Today I turned 51. So, you know, anyone. Today's your birthday? T- yes. Happy birthday. Thank
0: you so much for spending your birthday with
1: Absolutely. us. Absolutely. So happy to be here. So uh, when I was told that Andrew was coming on board here, I thought, wow, well, I've got to get to know him. Um, I want to find out more about what he does and just the fact that you're doing a lot with spiritual, you know, the spirituality programs here. um, I wanted to share with him about Peak because Peak is all about ministering to our young adults in the new evangelization. There are so many ways that God has love languages for us um, through art. Through music, through His Word, of course, but also through the beauty of natural creation, and and so, what better way than to bring out that love language of God uh, than to to bring it out in a way in a retreat format. Mm. Um, where where we bring scripture and the beauty of natural creation to life so that they can meet and we can engage with God uh, in a deep, more personal way. So so yeah, so Peak Encounter, our tagline is through creation, the creator and created me. And what that really means is when you when you look at the mountain peak, the peak is really the highest um, point a highest highest point so when you think about relationships what would be our highest point of connection Mm. to me you know our highest point of connection is with the god who created us and and so why not try to continue to have foster these um encounters where people can meet god right where they are um through his word, through connection with other people, and through uh, just fun, engaging experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just a way to really um, bring about the incarnational God uh, today and here and now.
0: Beautifully said. And yeah, I think it's the Franciscans who talk about that first book of revelation being the book of creation that's right Right before the book of scripture it's the book of creation that we experience god and are taught so much um yeah i I love your description of that you know that peak of the mountain the peak of our experiences Mm -hmm. um you know i have some uh, background in psychology it draws in that concept of peak experiences right within psychology where we're at our best where we feel that sense of total connection with god and the universe and all of creation Mm -hmm. and if you've ever climbed a mountain Peak, or you know, at least exerted yourself in nature, like away from the city lights and everything. You have that experience of connectedness, and it's it's indescribable, but it's it happens and it's real.
1: Absolutely, and I love what you said, Andrew, about the fact that you know um, when you're climbing, it's not always easy. Mm. So when when we are encountering God, all along the way, we might have struggles, we might have trials, we might Mm. have challenges. We might have to really exert that fortitude to actually walk that next step that maybe God is actually asking of us to to bring about uh, new growth.
2: Hmm.
1: And um, but are we willing to take that next step to get to that higher plane of being with God in that peak experience?
0: There's something to be said of sweat equity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm serious. That
1: is so true. I'm yeah. serious.
0: Um, yes. I was even reading yeah. a study recently on like depression and exercise and how mm-hmm. effective exercise is at combating that sense of heaviness we can all feel in life sometimes, you know. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that life is uh, implicit is struggle within life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Culturally, we may be taught otherwise or conditioned to think otherwise. And yeah. um, that's something to important to get back to. What better way than you know you're engaging spiritually because you said this is backed by scripture, right? Yes, cor- yes. scripture is incorporated within it.
1: Yes, every single okay. um, retreat that we have mm-hmm. uh, has a scripture theme, and and myself being a huge Ignatian spirituality mm-hmm. lover, um, I think about Saint Ignatius. The way that uh, he introduces scripture through the spiritual exercises um, is through imaginative prayer. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get an opportunity to read scripture and then to engage yourself with all of your senses being in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, what is What was it like when I was um, maybe in that space with the Lord uh, on the road to Emmaus? Um was it a dusty road? Uh, was I walking close by him or further away? Was there wind blowing? Was there anyone else around me? Mm-hmm. You know, at the time, were there other other things going on? Um, and and when so with the peak encounter, uh, we X we bring it. I bump it up a notch, I guess. I would say okay. where we're engaging the senses but we're also embodying ourselves into the scripture too so um maybe we're discussing uh the road to emmaus now let's go out and actually take a walk with god on our own road to emmaus and explore spend some time pausing taking deep breaths and slowing down whatever it is our agenda is at the moment and to ponder the words that he gives us in that scripture passage at the end of Luke. And to pray and have that struggle, that conversation with him about it. And then finally, what's that invitation that he has for us? So um, Peter, walking on water, our high ropes course is all about going from fear to faith. We just had it this last weekend. Cool. We had 22 young adults. It was so much fun. Um, but we jump into the seat of Peter and... We are uh, deciding if we're going to respond to Jesus' call to walk out on the water. Are we going to allow the doubt of maybe I can't swim and I'm sinking and maybe not getting out of the boat? Or am I actually going to look and lock my eyes on Jesus, who is the one who promises me life, mm-hmm. and, and walk towards him? So what we do after we explore that in Ignatian imagination we go out and we have to trust the equipment. Mm. We have to trust the guide. This last weekend, we had to trust the the actual equipment uh, in a way that was a little scary because it was slippery. Mm. It was raining earlier okay. in the day. But so it's like we're jumping into Peter and actually trusting just like him.
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: and talking about it. So afterwards, I think another part of Peak that I think is real exciting is having um people engage in their process so after having this experience we create that space of non-judgmental like crosstalk and and just facilitate this discussion to say what came up for you when you became peter Mm -hmm. what was that like when you considered maybe your own fears Mm -hmm. and and how how did you grow uh how did you walk out in faith? Mm. So it's personal testimonies with each other, personal experiences they just had on the ropes. And, uh, and and I mean, there's no better way than to learn so much from other people.
0: Yeah. So, so they're not only internalizing the scriptures mm-hmm. right, as they were really meant to be, especially in the early church, they were yes. really looked at that way. Yeah. Uh, not that there's not an external action component, Absolutely. but they're really internalizing it and they're having fun, too, yes. you said, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. And, and
0: we forget sometimes, I think amidst the challenge of you know our spiritual journey or just life in general, like yeah. we were saying, um, that joy is supposed to be a part of it, right?
1: That's right. That's right. And and Pete, the, we have two different types of retreats. We have the retreats that are very adventure-based, exciting, okay. engaging, joyful. I mean, anything in nature to me, I'm pretty biased, is is Brings out joy when I might have been in a dirty mood, you know, when I'm Fair inside. Fair enough,
2: yeah. Right? Uh-huh.
1: But we also have the deeply contemplative um, uh, retreats too, where we really in- invite people into the silence mm. and to just reflect with where God might be healing or inviting you into to a deeper growth. Mm-hmm. Um we have some retreats on uh, transition to transformation in the, okay. in the crossroads of your life. Like where is God maybe calling you? What are some decision-making steps that you need to consider before going this way or that way? Whether it's in a vocation or um, or a job mm-hmm. or a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are we have some bonfires around mm-hmm. those things where we have music and um, and just s'mores and. You know fellowship so this yeah. is
0: really neat this is more than just hiking this is more mm-hmm. than just uh, sitting and meditating in nature this right. is actively engaging and sharing in a sense yes. of community and doing yes. with others and yes. bonfires and s'mores and it, yes yeah, yeah yeah That that's what it's all about um we got to uh my daughter's three and Uh, this past, uh, fall, she had her first bonfire with cousins and it was just such a good experience. (laughs) And she even goes back to it and talks about it. It's like, well, this is more than just a communal thing. This is a primal experience when, you know, how many thousands of years ago we were gathered around the fire cooking Mm. our food and warmth and security. And yeah, yeah, there, there's something about that return to nature that is very important um, that I think is maybe getting neglected with this infatuation with technology. Technology is fascinating. It yeah. enriches our lives in so many ways, yet um, it can certainly detach us from that inevitable attachment we have to the world, right? Yeah. Um, so this is uh, great how you're uh, creatively engaging with youth, especially younger people, um, in a way that enriches their faith. Did this come from this uh, this ministry, Peaking Conference, did this come from... A particular experience of yours or uh, was it an idea that was kind of germinating over the years that has since yeah. come to fruition?
1: Yeah, I would say, so thanks for asking about that, mm-hmm. Andrew. Um, probably about eight years ago, um, that was the time where I was really kind of in the crossroads of uh, life at the time where I was considering becoming a spiritual director okay. because I've just loved um, walking with people on their journey in, in faith. I've actually, my my spiritual direction time each month became the highlight of my, my month. Wow. Okay. And I said, how can I do this too? And I remember just kind of discerning that. Um, and maybe
0: we'll talk a little bit about spiritual yeah, direction later on. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so so just kind of journeying with, with people through inner healing, uh, prayer ministry and things like that. I thought, wow, how can we bring prayer to life and walk with other people um, in their journey in a way that's engaging and fun? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I at that same time, I actually saw the movie The Way um, okay. from Amelia, I, I think Amelia Estevez and um, uh, Martin Sheen, Martin Sheen What's yeah. mm-hmm. in it. and And I just, that whole movie... Uh, was about this father who lost suddenly, tragically lost his son, mm-hmm. and in um, a lightning strike when he was going down the El Camino in, uh, out and was it France? Is it or Spain? I forget. The Compostela. Spain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spain. So sorry, blanking. It's been a while. Anyway, so I just love that what he did to grieve the loss of his son. Mm-hmm. Um, was he took his ashes with him and he put them in his backpack and he wore the clothes that his son wore and hiked the El Camino in place of his son. And I thought, wow, like here he is. He is walking the stages of grief. Mm -hmm. He's meeting people, unexpected people along the way. He's hearing their stories of Mm -hmm. tragedy and loss. And, uh, and they began to walk with each other and learn from each other to grow from each other, to push each other. And, and to me, it was also seeing how God was incarnational in the people that he was walking with. So I thought, gosh, you know, it would be great to do something like that here. Not all of us can spend a month doing a 500 mile Camino one of these days for sure, Yeah. But why why can't we dream up a way to do that in a very small way? Mm-hmm. And and I thought, you know, let's just get some young adults together and start hiking monthly. and And just in prayer, the inspiration became hiking with intention. So people would come, they mm-hmm. would bring whatever's on their mind. Maybe they were struggling with a relationship. Maybe they were just trying to decide... Uh, The next stage in their journey and I said just write down what it is your concern is Mm -hmm. and Make that the intention that you carry along with you Mm -hmm. on our hike so we would have Challenging hikes we would have easier hikes, but The 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 point was really to hold present that intention for why they are going on the journey Mm -hmm. the more that we can focus on being present with what our intention is the more that we can engage with God really where we are with him. And so from there, just they gained popularity and other people were really interested in it. And I had a good friend that said, Heather, I know you're doing spiritual direction, but there's something to this hiking with intention too. Let's pray about this. And I wonder if you're being called into developing a ministry. And that's where Peak Encounter came about in 2017 okay so that was the beginning
0: that's a great genesis story and now did it have a name like hiking with intention is that how it started
1: that's how it started hiking with intention and then from there in prayer god just metaphorically was helping to connect some of the fun experiences that i had to scripture yeah and and so uh you know I started thinking about like the whole scripture on Peter walking on water mm-hmm. and go and, and then I thought, wow, it's kind of like when I've canyoneered or ziplined and I had to really trust the Caribbean to hold me to the, to the line. And so I actually then started taking uh, carabiners and wrapping them around my Bible
2: oh, cool. and,
1: and so. I was like, okay, Lord, what else are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And so scripture would just start coming to life when I would cannoneer mm-hmm. or when I would paddleboard. And and it was like, we need to do something. We need to create retreats mm-hmm. around this. Mm-hmm. And so I just started kind of offering them and having friends as guinea pigs to say, what do you think <laughs> about? Let, let's try this out and see what you think and yeah. see if it's helping your journey and in, in faith. And let's just have fun with it.
0: And it's so appealing. Like who's going to say no to going for a hike, you know, up a beautiful mountain or something like that. Yeah, well, I, some people yeah. might say no, but it, or, it's or really Valley hard right? No Valley yes. Forge,
1: you have Mount Misery, Mount Joy. It's not really misery, but it's, it's <laughs> challenging, you know, and you're doing it in the middle of the winter and you're slipping and sliding. But, but, you're going together with other people. Mm-hmm. You're holding the intentions, the intercessions of the other people with you. So it's a mm-hmm. communal activity. And you're also creating that space for you to be able to encounter God away from technology mm-hmm. and and just to be present with yourself and Him there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I recently went for a solo hike through the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. And I had a weekend of myself. My uh, wife and kids were away and um, I... Uh, Intentionally wanted to get outside and it was a beautiful weekend. It was like 65 degrees. And um, when I started packing my bag, I noticed how intentional of a process this was, right? Yeah. And within that, there was also this mindset of this is really taking me beyond my normal zone right like I normally yeah. don't pack a roll of toilet paper in my work bag when <laughs> yes. I go to work every day I mean like it wasn't that long of a hike you just don't know did
1: you have the recycling card yeah,
0: right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah like, are we caring stewarding for the earth right? yes yeah. but you know even like you know like packing snacks and you know I have water and things like that right <laughs> journal everything I want to have with me yeah it's very intentional to go into that process of some way going to the unknown, yes. right? And well, this is not, you know, Yosemite. We're in here in the, yeah. in the northeast, but there are bears, this is bear country. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <There> are <laughs> mountain there's black
1: bear, they're around mountain
0: lions yeah. occasionally, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um you're also a spiritual director. Yes. Um, would you care to, for our audience that is unfamiliar with mm-hmm. what spiritual directions, we've had spiritual uh, spiritual directors on before, okay. talk about that ministry, but um, if you could just uh, maybe share a little bit about what it is that you do and yeah. um, you know, uh, what do you maybe personally get out of spiritual direction, either as a spiritual director or as a directee?
1: Okay, well wow, a lot of good uh, questions. Yeah, it's a big question. yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Why don't I just start with what I've received first sure. um, and continue to receive. Uh again, like I've said, my director, I've had the same director now for over 15 years. She's incredible. Um and what I like to say about spiritual direction that I love the most, that I really hope and aspire to to give to all the, the people that come through the door that I can walk with mm-hmm. um, in direction is the fact that that she walks with me on the journey mm. in my my real life human experiences and helps me to remember how to connect my human experiences with the experiences with God, mm. um, and that it's my life is not just about me, but it's about how what is God inviting me to in further growth, what is He inviting me to explore. Uh, with uh, the joys of the ways that he's created me, you know? Um, Do I celebrate the gifts that he's given me? What do I do with those gifts? Am I generous back to God the Father and to others for the gifts that he's given me? Um, My direction, the direction uh, that I've had monthly has been such a linchpin in my faith, Uh, during times of real trial with my oldest son, who's now 23. Um, He's had many life and death experiences, and I remember coming month after month to my director and saying, you know, what is this all about? Is he actually answering the call to healing because I'm really tired of seeing my son have to go through another PTSD experience of getting an IV in because we have to bring down the inflammation of of his um, the bleeding in his brain. Mm-hmm. You know what is this all about? And and but she created that space for me that I see as the the merciful God mm-hmm. space too. Of I was able to struggle. I was able to be challenged. I was able to exude my pain, and and uh, and she wept with me, mm. and. And I thought, wow, like that is that's a God of connection. Mm-hmm. You know, she's weeping with me. God is weeping with me. And she is that access point for me. Okay. and and uh, she would celebrate with me um, those moments of of growth where I realized that, you know, whatever I was suffering, has actually now come to fruition that I can actually offer to others like that wounded healer, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I think about spiritual direction and when I give direction to other people, it is such a privilege, first of all, that someone would answer the call Mm -hmm. to want to walk closer with God. Mm -hmm. And if I can be a small conduit of God's grace to them, Mm by inviting them to see how God is already present in their lives, Mm -hmm. maybe just a deeper awareness of that, Mm -hmm. and then also inviting them to spaces that maybe he might be helping to to grow in them, Mm -hmm. then I feel like I'm doing my job. And, and, you know, we pray together. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of healing that happens um, in spiritual direction. and And also, I, I think of it as as a way that we can uh, grow in a deeper freedom to our yeses to God. Mm. Most especially, uh, the space that that I would have to say I love to walk people through more recently has been through the nineteenth annotation, which okay. is the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And uh, you know, you're going through a, really, it's a nine month process where you're walking with people daily in their um while they're breaking open scriptures from from jesus's um well god's view of the world Mm -hmm. to jesus's life from his birth death and resurrection Mm -hmm. and 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 our greater yeses to him Mm -hmm. so meeting with people weekly uh for the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius and learning how to interact with Jesus mm-hmm. on a very personal basis, I've found, has been an incredible experience.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. It, um, as you describe it, is as it should be, it's like a skill, a practice that you're continually engaging in, <laughs> yes, yes. both as the directee as well as the director, yes. right? to be able yes. to um, have a sense of footing within that space and navigating mm-hmm. it because that yeah. can be incredibly challenging if we don't have any sort of foundation even if it's just like a religious upbringing where mm-hmm. we have familiarity with concepts and words and people right. you know from faith traditions yeah, yeah. Um, And going back to what uh, a word you used before in describing your ministry was incarnational um, yeah. you know in terms of getting outside and doing these things but um, you know you're giving this description of your own journey challenge and your own director who's crying with you through this process yeah. and I mean you know it just brings up imagery from scripture of Jesus weeping or people yes. weeping around Jesus's death and things like that and yes. um how that's a tough emotion you know and yes. uh you know for those that are maybe thinking oh well you know what's the difference then between like therapy and spiritual mm-hmm. direction?" It's mm-hmm. like yeah for a therapist to be weeping with their client is an interesting scenario you know I imagine some Boundaries are being broken in some way, you know, professionally, mm-hmm. and um, that just uh, speaks to us on a visceral level, I think, in, in terms of your sharing. So, thank you for sharing that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And uh, on top of uh, running this great ministry and peak encounter, being a spiritual director, you're also a mother. You have yes. children. Uh, so, what's the role of faith within your family? How can you speak to that personally?
1: Sure. Um, so. I mean, you know, it's a journey like any family, right? Mm-hmm. So I think what's what I have noticed through the 29 years of being married mm-hmm. to my awesome husband, Dave, who puts up with me every day <laughs> of my life, I'm like the energy ball and he's more the grounded, you know, uh, grounded, just kind of pragmatist, I guess I would say. Um, Yin and yang, right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Yeah. So um, I have found that... Uh, you know if we can continue to foster a strong marriage Mm. and that the kids are seeing that 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 is important and and if we if they are actually seeing us um practicing our faith Mm -hmm. more than talking about it that's more powerful Mm. so whether it's you know first thing in the morning you know i just go to that that prayer chair down in the tv room at 5.30 in the morning, I know it sounds kind of crazy early, but
0: not you know, no. yeah,
1: when you have young kids that you find, you have to create that space that is going to be yes. um, accessible to you where you're least distracted. It's not easy.
0: You've got to make time.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's a mm-hmm. warfare getting there. But once you get there, you know, and, and just having that that prayer time by yourself with the Lord Um, before all the other things start kind of happening in the house. You know, I think it's important, but what I I noticed with the kids growing up is they would sometimes pop down there, maybe they'd need a glass of water, or my other son would, you know, my oldest son, now who's 23, would come and just like plop next to me and just sit and Mm -hmm. relax. So it's not that we would necessarily talk about faith at that point, Mm -hmm. but they would just kind of see us making that time with the God a God a priority. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Um and and I and I also think that uh you know as long as you know I can continue to make family a priority even above ministry. Mm -hmm. So first God, asking God what how is it that He'd like for me to manifest my vocation today Mm -hmm. um, and make it a priority, first my husband, then my children, and then everyone else. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the kids are seeing that they're being loved and that, that this ministry is not a competition mm-hmm. of their time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think also we as a family, this was my husband's idea early on. My husband thought that it would be great to, he's again an outdoor guy, to have these fireside chats on Sunday mm-hmm. nights. So we would just talk about what what did we hear in the homily that day? Mm-hmm. What is it on, on that Sunday did we hear that scripture that spoke to us? And 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 then If they don't want to talk about that, then what was going on in their lives right now? This is the no judgment zone. So let's Mm -hmm. just kind of talk about what your struggles are. What are some of the things you're celebrating this week? So again, if we can bring a little bit of that merciful love of Christ to them, Mm -hmm. um, then nine times out of 10, they might then want to connect that, okay, then this is a God we can relate to. Mm. And, and, and are especially t- to
0: see their parents modeling that same sort of openness. And yeah. And mercy. yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And there are times where, yes, we might invite them to, to challenge themselves a little bit more about like, OK, so this status quo that you're going through, this cultural battle that you're going through mm-hmm. with dating and what it looks like. Yeah, it's tough right now. But how is it that that God is inviting you? Um, to, to honor your your body mm-hmm. and your dignity mm-hmm. um, and, and so we might challenge them a little bit like this might require you to go against the status quo how is it that the Lord went against the status quo mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. his day and age and um, so giving them food for thought things to challenge we don't push it we'll invite them into it we'll talk to them about it but we won't say hey do you agree with me with this or not like you put it out there and with kids as soon as you try to tell them well this is what you should then they're going to rebel yeah. so it's like let's put that out there yeah. they know where we stand and then it's ultimately up to them to make that decision mm-hmm. right so that's that that freedom of choice and and any love relationship mm-hmm. there has to be a freedom of choosing mm-hmm. yes or choosing no
0: mm-hmm. so beautifully said and um creating a space for the kids too. Other than just the knowledge, I think of like, Oh, it, it's safe to share with mom and dad. Yeah, you know, I can yeah. be vulnerable with them. Right. Yeah. Um, but you said your husband started this idea of a fireside chat, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. That's
0: very special too. the fact that there is this like sacred location, sacred thing that happens. And yeah, we go back uh, to like process and, you know, you have to build the fire. It doesn't just happen, yes, right? Yes, So th- that's, that's very important um, in terms of, you know, making our hands and feet be part of that work, right? As yeah. it is spiritually, it's more than just what is going on internally, but how we put that into praxis, practice um, or praxis, right? And um, something else you had mentioned before too, uh, what was, oh, it was the word vocation. What is my vocation this day? um maybe we could talk about it a little bit. Uh, yeah you know I I um I like the word vocation right I, I personally feel like it's used too often in a religious vocation mm-hmm. type sense right but, but we all have a vocation absolutely and yes. we're continually on a daily basis like you said discerning that vocation Yes. right. So would you be, can I put you on the spot and, sure. you know, like just kind of wrap it up vocation yeah. for a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. So there are so many different vocations, mm-hmm. right? So there's the vocation to to religious life. Mm-hmm. There's the vocation. Maybe you're answering the call, your life vocation to marriage. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've discerned a life vocation to uh, a consecrated single life. Um you know, God calls each of us individually uh, to what it is that he, the, the way that he wants us mm-hmm. to manifest uh, his life through our, our um, the choices that we make,
2: yeah. you know? Yeah.
1: Um, and in marriage, you know, that's the vocation. I would say, you know, the first vocation that I have is to marriage because of my yes to my husband, Mm -hmm. um, in the sacramental life. How is it that, that in our married life, um, we can, uh, mirror the reflection of God's marriage with us in Mm -hmm. the eternal banquet. Mm -hmm. So that is one way that we can manifest God's life in marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yes, these other vocations—I I call spiritual direction as the third Absolutely, vocation, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And so, it's—it's it's how is it that God is calling us to manifest the gifts that He's given us for the world?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even I've been recently thinking about like how, in some ways, like lifestyle is a vocation, right? When you yeah. become aware of something, mm-hmm. like you know, something you're doing in life, how you're living how you know something you're doing impacts the environment or something like yeah. that right with that awareness there has mm-hmm. to be some sort of action and integration you know mm-hmm. of that higher awareness into your life so even more now widely i'm thinking like is this really like vocational almost like you mm. can use that word like for you know like I don't know for a lesser example for me not to be composting this thing or something that you know could be turned back into usable matter for my garden, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's maybe very nuanced and extreme, but it's like what am I being called to today?
2: Yes.
0: No matter what I'm doing, yes. in some in some odd way, although I might not be able to see this, how is it giving glory to God? Yes. Right? Like yes. because in being a parent of young children myself, yes. it's you know, having you know those more profound insights, maybe like personally or with my wife, and, and prayer, just like just talking with each other. Yeah. But sometimes it's found within changing the diaper, a moment of grace oh, yeah. and insight. And...
1: Andrew, you know that that's part of prayer too, right? Yeah. We talk about you can you are praying when you're you're folding laundry. Yeah. You're praying when you're changing diapers. When you're getting up in the middle of the night, like sometimes prayer is. Again, it's here I come back to the incarnational, mm-hmm. right? So we can have those steady times of prayer every day mm-hmm. where we have that undivided time with the Lord and we're having that conversation. But also it then moves on to every other aspect of our lives. How are we connecting um, God with everything we do? Mm-hmm. How is it an opportunity to bring him into our life circumstances? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not, not all of us. Are cloistered. That's awesome to have those vocations where you can live the the, the consecrated cloistered life of mm-hmm. prayer. But like eighty percent of us are out there and living and moving and running. And so, how can we allow that vocation to manifest itself in all of the everyday duties yes. that we have?
0: Yeah, yeah. That intentional living is, is yes. Key. Yeah, conscious living, absolutely. Um, Well, I just really appreciate what you're doing, Heather, with um, your your ministry, especially with the young adults and getting them to engage with nature. And um, I think this is a critical time for that sort of mindedness, right? It's this past year has been weird. It's in some senses we some of us have, you know come to see the body as almost like a bad thing and sick yeah. and, you know, when really it's full of vitality and mm-hmm. this thing self heals. Like if we cut ourselves, it can heal itself. And yes. yeah. we think, I, I, or I think we can apply that to many levels of our human yeah. spiritual yes. existence. Right. Yes. Um, like when you said we can find a centeredness and someone usually someone to act as a guide through that process, right, in terms yeah. of, you know, working in spiritual direction there or even just within the intentionality that you've infused within your ministry where scripture is really the backbone of this, right? Yes. Yeah. And community, too. Community is so important.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
0: So uh, before we wrap up here, would you like to tell us about some events that you have coming up in the near future?
1: Sure, absolutely. So... Um, a few events this year we have going on. Uh, once a month we have different retreats. This next one in May is a hike to the in, in the hills of Canoy. It's a very easy hike. It's near Lancaster. That's in May. In uh, June we have a paddleboarding um, uh, a paddleboarding retreat on balancing prayer and work, and we go out and paddleboard, and you know that's really fun. <laughs> that's down in Marsh Creek, and then we have. Um, we have an inner tubing retreat and uh, and a canoeing retreat all down at Northbrook uh, Canoe Company down canoeing down the the Brandywine. That's happening this summer as well. And then later this year, we have um, two bonfires. One is on discernment and decision-making. So again, the bonfire, like you were talking about, it's a very contemplative space Mm -hmm. where you're just mesmerized by being in the present moment of the bonfire while you're hearing about six or seven different ways Mm -hmm. that we can make a decision Mm -hmm. based on St. Ignatius of Loyola. Um, Yeah, so if you want to know the dates, they're all on our website, um, www.peakencounter.org um, and and also, myself personally, I'm actually running a couple retreats that are coming up on meeting God in nature through the wisdom of the saints, my very favorite. <laughs> so, um, one that's coming up is in Biddeford, Maine, that's at the oh, end of oh, this nice. month, and it's surrounded by ocean. Mm. And uh, that's at the Marie Joseph um, Retreat house. And then the uh, Mary's House, which is in Cape May, that's okay. in October. It's a contemplative three-day retreat. So I'd love for you guys to come.
0: Very nice. Very nice. There you go. And they can find that on org as well? Or
1: um, I think those two will probably be able to find be found on, on my personal website okay. that's just developing. Sure. Stuff. And that's
0: heathermackiewicz.com. And we'll put links yes. to those. And I'm sorry, Heather, I kind of got wrapped up in our conversation. Sure, no problem. Uh, but I... I don't know. I forget if you mentioned oh, this or not, book. but you have a book that you just recently yes. published and yes. is available for purchase now. It's on Amazon. Yes. We're going to link to that. You want to take a few minutes and just like pitch the sure. book? Sure. Yeah, okay. absolutely.
1: So that I'm super gosh, excited. Great cover art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. You can see it.
0: And photo picture or uh, color yeah. photos inside.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm super excited. So it's called Peak Encounters: A Spiritual Field Guide for Adventurous Souls. And it's 31 Inspirational Reflections to Connect You with God Through the Beauty of Nature. And, and this was actually, it's been a three-year um, project that has finally come to fruition. And, and in it, you'll have an opportunity to meet a lot of different people that I interviewed that are ministry partners mm-hmm. that also do outdoor ministry or they okay. do spiritual direction ministry. And each reflection, each chapter or entry we call it, because outdoor field guides are based on entries, um, has a scripture verse, a beautiful image of nature. Um, their testimony of meeting God in nature, whether it's canyoneering or zip lining or uh, mountaineering in, uh, at Mount Kilimanjaro, things like that, You'll hear their testimony and their witness of meeting God in nature. And then at the end of every chapter, you'll have um, pause, ponder, pray practice. I'll be guiding you through how you can connect that experience with God's word. And you'll have some journal spaces. So um, my hope is that this can be a one-month um, retreat for people and that that be a, a, just a beginning of connecting more with yourself with God and with God's beautiful creation.
0: Very nice. There you go. Thank you. We'll include the link for that in yeah. the notes for the podcast here. Um, and there's your field guide to, uh, you know, hiking and encountering God in nature. And i mm-hmm. gather you could take that, not just hiking, but pretty much anything you're doing in the great outdoors is oh yeah a good, good companion for that.
1: That's right. Even if it's in the armchair and you're in your own home, if you feel like you can't, you know, get out, then may this be a... Uh, an adventure for you. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah. And
0: the way you work in the imagination within your practice too, especially with that imagination backbone, I'd imagine mm-hmm. that, that comes through in your writing and it would it's lend cool. well to one who is, uh, you know, stuck inside at the moment.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I, I have so many people to thank to who submitted stories, who have helped to edit the book and in my family, mm-hmm. because you know, uh, it's, it's a work of love sure. <laughs> and sure. And I'm just, I couldn't do it without without any of them. So,
0: awesome. Thank you. Well, there you go, everyone. Heather Makowitz, thank you so much for joining us you're today welcome. on the podcast. It's been great to reconnect with you um, as the Abbey begins to reopen here. It's beautiful if you can't see outside, if you're just listening today. Uh, we've got a beautiful spring day and uh, blue skies. And the Abbey will be reopening for private retreats come June 4th. It's a Friday, and we're really excited to have personal private retreatants back here at the Abbey. Um, you can give us a call, 610-601-8702, to discuss booking a retreat here. And we'll be welcoming groups back come July 1st. Uh, so we're really, really excited. The Norbertine community, the laity here, are really excited to be having some uh, that kind of life back in the building again. And Heather, we'll have to be in touch with each other and maybe schedule something in the future here with your ministry at the Abbey. would be really cool to do some sort of collaboration on the Eighty plus acres of greenery yes. we have here. Yeah.
1: Yes, it's a very very special place. So definitely, if you haven't checked it out, come and it's very sacred ground here. Um, just spend some time with the Lord here. Um, you won't regret it.
0: So. Do you want to do a commercial for us? That was great. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Holy Spirit moment. <laughs> that no, was fantastic. It's, it's good to be here. Yeah,
0: so um, if uh, you would like to support the Springhouse ministry, we'd be most grateful for that. And you can do so by going to dalesford.org slash springhouse hyphen media slash support. And uh, we accept your support financially through prayer or through sharing this content with those that you think it will be worthwhile for. We are most grateful for that. Heather, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. And we'll see you all sometime soon.
1: Take care. All right. Take care. Thank you.